okay? I wanted to say thank you to all of you who've remembered Jackie and me in your prayers, and I want to welcome you to our study this morning. We're looking at Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. Now, two of the most valuable assets we have in our everyday lives at home, one is salt and the other would be light. Most of you have probably had a situation where you wanted to salt your food and you went to the salt shaker and nothing was there. Or maybe you went into a room and you flipped the switch on and the light didn't come on and the bulb had burned out. And there you were in the dark. You know, it's whenever we don't have the things that we normally have, when we don't have the things that we treasure, that they become very valuable to us. Imagine you being one of those people when Jesus was speaking in the Sermon on the Mount and he said these things to them. And he was speaking to people. He was speaking to his followers. And that should make us want to stop and think about ourselves. Now Jesus is here in this passage not talking about salt so much or light so much. He's talking about them figuratively. What he's talking about is you and your life and how your life is doing and what you're doing for the Lord. Let's look at the passage again. He says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has become tasteless, how will it be made salty again? It's good for nothing anymore except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Then he says, you are the light of the world. And a city set on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do men light a lamp and put it under a peck measure, that is a bushel basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the room. Then he says, let your light so shine before men. Let it shine in such a way that it may give light and others may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. You see, you, Christian friend, whether you're here in Edmond or you're way off somewhere else, perhaps in Montreal or maybe down in Central America, wherever you are, you are the salt of the earth. You, Christian friend, you are the light of the world. You have a place and a purpose in this whole world that is valuable and quite important. Now, most of the salt that's in Palestine came from the Dead Sea. Yes, this Dead Sea is also known in the Old Testament as the Salt Sea. Now, the Dead Sea contains the highest concentration of minerals of any body of water in the world, somewhere between 27 and 30% of this fluid in this sea is minerals. And of course, there are many industries in the southern part of the Dead Sea just to harvest those minerals for salt and for other things. But the salt that's collected near the edge of the shore, and that's why this picture is there, people would go out there and they would dig that up and they would try to sell it for salt. But you might notice that on the outer edges there's sometimes a little bit of dust or something that has made them dirty. And whenever they put that in a bag and some of that dirt gets in with it, it can change the chemical compound and then when you put it on your food, it doesn't do what you want it to do. It's tasteless. And so salt like that's good for nothing except to be thrown out underfoot by men when you think about light and you think about the things of light 
Nobody takes a lamp and puts it under a, a bushel basket and hides it where nobody can see it. Why, it wouldn't do any good. And that's the way he's trying to say, if you've got a city set on a hill, everybody can see it. If you've got a lamp, you put it in your room and everybody can see the light. You know, when you think about the salt, maybe you'd get salt from somebody and it wasn't good salt. Well, that's unintentional. But to put a basket over a lamp, that's intentional. That would be a real problem for people in those days. You know what? That's talking about you and me. What kind of lives do we live? And how are we? Are we letting our light shine to people who need it, people who are in darkness? Are we a salt of the earth so that when people see our lives and see who and what we are, it makes things better? Salt makes food taste better. Light makes life better. Are you making things better for the people who are around you? Are you salt and are you light? In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, it says there, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own, that is God's own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. God has made an impact on your life. You were once nobody, but now you're God's son, God's daughter. Now you're somebody important in God's eyes, a person of his own possession. You're a holy person. You're a priest to God. And because of all of these things, we think about coming out of the darkness and coming into his marvelous light. And our task, like a priest, is to proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of that darkness and how wonderful it is to be in his marvelous light, to have received mercy. And as salt and light, you want those people who are still in darkness to receive the same mercy that you have received, the same love that you have received, the same joy that you have received. I'd like to talk about your influence now for a little bit and maybe give you a little test. Just four questions, easy questions. Number one, does anybody know that you are a Christian? Uh, it's amazing how many people go through life and they're anonymous all of the time. They don't want anybody to know who they are or what they're doing and various other things. It's amazing how people could work together side by side at the same place or People could be in the same school or do the same things and not even know that they're members of the church, not even know that they're Christians, not even know that they belong to the Lord. So the question I would ask is, does anybody know that you're a Christian? Number two, does your life proclaim that your faith matters to you? Yeah, that the Lord matters to you. Can they see that by the way that you live? Can they see that by the things that you do and how you treat other people? Can they see that by how you speak and the words that you choose? Are you always negative? Are you always complaining? Are you always criticizing? Are you always 
mean to people? Or are you kind? You see, your life proclaims what you believe in a very powerful, powerful way. What kinds of things do you put into your heart, into your mind, into your life? You see, what you go see and what you think about and what you talk about is something that's important and big in your life. If your Lord matters to you, then it should matter in how you live. It should be practical. Don't be a practical atheist. Be a practical believer. That's what it means to be salt and to be light and to love others. In the book of Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed, that is changed, more like Jesus. Transformed by the renewing of your mind every day thinking about what's right, every day thinking about the good, every day looking to Jesus, that you may, that by testing, he says, you may discern, not only discern, but also to prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. And that's what we need to do and what we need to be, good and acceptable and perfect. God's way is that way, but we need to live it out in our lives. And that comes to our third question, and the third question is this. Does anybody want the Christian life that you have? In other words, when they look at you, do they know that you know the Bible? When they look at you, do they know that you're a person of prayer? When they look at you, do they know that you're a person who is patient? When they look at you, do they know that you're somebody that, when you're offended, that you're able to forgive? When they look at you, do they see somebody who is kind towards others? I have been very encouraged today to hear from Evan and others about how that they're going to be feeding the children. While Jackie and I were sick, there were people who came to us and fed us. And oh, what that meant to us. Jackie unable to cook and me really not knowing how to cook well. But I think about all of those things when you see a need and you meet that need. That's what makes a Christian. And when people look at you, say, now there's the kind of person that I wished I was. There's the kind of life that I wished I could live. There's the kind of kindness that I wished I could show. You know, when people look at you, they can see somebody who loves the Lord if you love the Lord. They can see somebody who's kind and good. They see somebody that the fruit of the Spirit is there. That is, God's influence on your life makes you want to influence everyone else. Oh yes, Galatians 5, 22 and 3. The fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience. It is kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And then he says, against such things there is no law. Let me ask you, is there love showing from your heart and from your way of life? Is there a joy in your faith? Is there peace in your heart because you know your sins are forgiven? Is there patience with others in their weaknesses and patience with the life that you have? Is there kindness towards other people? Whenever people look at you, do they see faithful, a faithful person, a gentle person? Do they see someone who has self-control, can say no when he needs to say no and can say yes when he has to say yes? 
you the kind of person that when people are around you, they don't find any offense in you because you are God's man, God's woman, God's person. If other people are seeking somebody to imitate, would that be you? Number four, do you have a light that people need? You know, if others are searching for the truth, would they come to you? If others had a Bible question, would they ask you and could you answer? If they had a prayer request, would they come and ask you to pray for them? If they had a need in their lives and they said, I've, I've got something I've got to do and I know you can help me, could, would you help me? Could they come to you? You know, there are some people who have a face that says yes and there are some people who have a face that says no. Do you have a yes face or do you have a no face? Are you the kind of person that has a light and people need that light and would they come to you for the help that they need? Have you shown in your life that you're willing to be a blessing to everybody around you? Be salt for Jesus. Be light for the Lord. Shine out and be everything that God had intended you to be. You say, well, I can't do very much right now. Let me tell you something. A little bit of candle is better than no light at all. If you can't give the big light, give the little light. But do what you can to make this world a better place so that people may glorify God and people may say, you know, that's what a Christian is really like. I'm so thankful I knew that person. Well, how can you be salt and light? Well, number one, during these times of loneliness, stay in contact with your friends. Jackie and I have enjoyed almost every night this week being able to go online on one of these things where we all turn our cameras on, you know, and we get on Messenger, and we can talk with each other sometimes for 30 minutes to an hour just about our lives and just to visit with our our friends, well, we've got kids in Texas, we've got kids in Tennessee, and kids here. And all of us are homebound, but we can be with each other. Whenever you're with people that you have social media with, ask what they need, and then try to meet that need. Think of those who are still in darkness. Reach out to them. Be a light to them and for them. By constantly living the Christian life, even if it's nothing but by social media. Ask a friend or acquaintance if you can pray for them, if they have any need in their lives where maybe they're hurting or maybe they're having a difficulty and offer to pray for them. You know, that can make a difference in a relationship. It could be that you can study with a friend through e-files, through Bible studies. There are a multitude of Bible studies that are available online. Send them to a friend. Send them the one that they need. Do a little research and thinking about it. Even if you can't talk to them or even if they're busy or even if this or that, they may be willing to read even if they're not willing to talk to you. I deal with lots and lots of people who are not members of the church on a regular basis. And you know what? Even whenever they would not allow me to come and talk to them at their home, they can listen to the things that I do on television or read through a transcript or some other such thing. 
you can make a difference. And there are all kinds of things on the search website, on the church website, that you can use to reach out to somebody in darkness. And then the time will come when things will settle down. This too will pass. We will be able to gather again in this auditorium. We will be able to be together. And when that takes place, invite them. Invite them to come and to meet other Christians who will love them just as the way you have loved them. Reach out. Reach out and be salt and be light. And let people see the glory and the beauty and the love and the joy and the peace and the goodness of God. That's what we're all about. And so I want to end by asking you, are you walking in the light as he is in the light? Are you living like the Lord wants you to live, even in these days of quiet? Second, I would ask you, have you ever come to the light? There may be people who are listening to me today who've never become Christians. Believe in the Lord. Turn away from sin. Confess your faith. Be baptized into Christ. But be light. Be part of the light. The light that has an inheritance. And one day you can go and live with God forever and ever and ever. Let us pray. Oh, Father, we pray that our time together may be a blessing to everyone. We're thankful for all the good that you have done for us and help us to do good for others that your name may be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray.